This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. And we are coming to you absolutely live from the Victorian Pride Centre on this quite warm and humid Saturday in Melbourne. We're streaming online at joy.org.au and, of course, on the Joy app. And if you don't have it on your phone, we'll bloody well download it. And also on podcast. This is Saturday Magazine, Joy 94.9's longest-running news and current affairs show with more than 1,300 shows. It's about 1,340 now. Since 1996. Wow. We proudly bring you this February 25, 2023 edition of SatMag. In what should be the year of the voice, I'm Macca. Paul's on panel and on microphone some of the time. My co-host will also be at various times, Dave Allen. Thanks again to Mark for program support on the front desk. And thanks to James, our fabulous podcaster. And he's got a great new show of his own, which is called Spoken Words. 26 degrees and a top of at least 30, and I reckon it might just get a bit hot in the studio today. There's a lot of activity here today, Maka. Who have we got on? We have. So, uh, I'll introduce our first guest in a minute, but I'll tell you who else is on the show. Uh, James Newbury, the Shadow Minister for Equality. He's joining us for an extended interview. Then uh, Michael Barnett, uh, otherwise known as Mikey Bear, is going to talk to us about the Australian of the Year Awards. Then... Neil Farrow, and Neil loves to talk about this subject. Nevena, Nevena loves this too, and she'll be with us next week. Civil Society and Government Relations. Uh, and he's going to provide us with an update on Australian civil society. I suppose it's where you look that it's civil, isn't it? Uh, exactly. I mean, uh, Neil will be looking under all the uh, government agencies to find out what they've been getting up to. Well, exactly. Then uh, Gary Wilson, the Joy News Director, is going to talk to us about why you would want to be a Joy Newsreader. That's going to be fascinating. Yes. And then also Robert King, he uh, he has a new show on Joy, which is called Take Me to Your Reader. I love that title. It's pretty good, isn't it? It's great. We've got lots of spoken word programs coming through. Yes, we have. It's and more than just a music station. It is. And our first guest is Matt Roberts. Matt is a policy officer for Sex Work Law Reform Victoria. And I wanted to speak to Matt. Is it Matt or Matthew? I'm easy either way. You're easy? Okay. <laughs> so We'll I, call you Matt this morning. So uh, our first guest is either way. Um, <laughs> what What is Sex Work Law Reform Victorian and what does it do? What's it about? Sex Work Law Reform Victoria is a passionate group of sex workers who fight for the legal rights of sex work in um, in Victoria. And we're a not-for-profit organisation um, since 2018. Mm-hmm. And we are very proud to have been a leading voice in helping to decriminalise sex work in Victoria, the fourth jurisdiction in the world to do so. And we also helped to strengthen anti-discrimination law protections for sex workers as well. Right. So... Can you tell me the other jurisdictions? You said Victoria is the is is one of four. What are the other jurisdictions around the world that have decriminalised sex work? So at the time that Victoria passed that bar, which yep. was last year, we had New Zealand, yep. New South Wales and the Northern Territory. Wow. Fantastic. So I would have imagined uh, 
so decriminalisation as opposed to legalisation, I suppose there's a, a difference. So a country, some of the countries in Europe, are they decriminalised or legalised? Better described, it would, would be better to describe some of those countries as a partially legalised model. Okay. So some forms of sex work are allowed, others are not. Right. Ooh. Sounds a bit discriminatory to me, where they allow some but not others. But anyway, yeah. that's a discussion for another day. Now, a little bird told me that you're a bit of a freedom of information activist. That would be an understatement. I often think it should be called freedom from information. <laughs> are, you, are you a Yes Minister fan? Oh, back in the day, I used to watch that show. Okay, yes. so Loved you know, so Sir Humphrey was always fantastic, wasn't he? When you know he'd be talking about, well, you know, you, you, freedom of information and, and Arthur, you know, the cabinet secretary. You know, we can't have we can't have the public knowing things. You know, they'll know what's going on. So, you like to make applications under the FOI Act. It often takes a long time, doesn't it? There's lots of delaying... Of course, they wouldn't say it's delaying mechanisms, but there's lots of delaying mechanisms in the legislation that can actually stop you getting the information you want in a timely manner, if you get it at all. That is right, yes. That is absolutely right. So what's the average time frame, Matt? Um, and I know you've made some applications, and we'll get onto those in a minute, but is there a time limit or it's just... it? The, the clock can keep getting reset with each objection or whatever they raise against you getting the information and then you have to go back. and It can actually take a very long time, can't it? Well, it can. And, and first of all, I should make it clear that um, the FOI requests that we're talking about were not done by me. They were done by the legal entity Sex Work Law Reform Victoria. Yes, yes. Uh, technically, you've got th they've got 30 days. It would be less than 5% that get done in 30 wow. days because there are a number of mechanisms by which government agencies can extend it, as you say. The emails relating to Maury Deeming was about four and a half months, which for me is pretty good. Uh, one of our requests was just over a year. So who's Maury Deeming? I mean, I know who she is, but our listeners, <laughs> our listeners may not. Um, Moira Deeming was recently elected to the upper house of the Victorian Parliament with the, um, with the Victorian Liberal Party. She pro previously served for two years as a councillor at Melton Council. She's been described in the media as controversial, divisive and extreme, and she's expressed consistently views that activists describe as anti-sex work and anti-trans. Well, The Age says, Brody Carmody in The Age says, uh, she's known for decrying the decriminalisation of sex work. She's taken aim at the state government's approach to gender-diverse young people. And she denounced the ideals of unity and equality being taken to extremes. Oh, sounds like an interesting person. Um, so, so, so Matt, Moira was in the news this week for having her maiden speech. Yeah in the house and it, coincidentally you've been working on trying to get these emails for several months the timing's pretty good so so we found that you know Maura isn't a great friend of the queer community I would suggest from from what she said in that speech and isn't a great friend of sex work either no and, and before we get to her, the emails she claimed in her speech that in brothels I read this and I thought you know you know I don't know what she's what she's thinking 
that human newborn babies and children up to 18 months of age are allowed on the premises. Uh, well, it's actually not the case. Fiona Patton pointed out that, you know, the way brothels are managed and she needs to look at the WorkSafe and other regulatory bodies and someone underage can't be in them. Like, you know, so don't ever let the facts get in the way of a good quote, Moira. Well, the, one of the problems... That, Under parliamentary privilege, of course. Yes. One of the problems that um, Moira Deeming has when discussing these issues is facts. Yeah. Because I know for a fact that a number of brothel owners invited Moira to visit their brothels to, to inspect a, the premises. Yeah, and she declined. Yeah. I have personally, and our team regularly goes to visit brothels to talk about health and safety and, and meet the women there. And... There's an, I'm not aware of any complaints of this kind of doomsday scenario of little babies being raped occurring. Mm, bizarre. So let's focus on the facts. Uh, for example, um, Maka, I submitted a question at Melton Council meeting asking how many children had been exposed to sex work in residential areas in terms of the complaints that the council had received, because this is something that, again, she raised when she was at the council. And the answer on the record was zero. But there's a trend, which is zero. That's the trend line. <laughs> uh, uh, look, I'm very much a data-focused person yes. with FOI and everything. So I'm really, I'm looking as hard as I can. I'm contacting the police. We're doing, we're FOIing the police, AFP. We're getting the trafficking data. We're just not seeing it. So, Matt, what have you, well, you got the uh, Freedom of Information Act. What have you actually found yeah, what are the emails from, what from that what investigation? They, We'd love yeah. to know. Yes. So it was emails from a two-year period relating to Moira's um, council email account. Uh, the emails talk about her views on trans, sex work policy, uh, the church, donations to the Liberal Party, securing um, how people secured pre-selection with the Liberal Party, abortion was there, pandemic vaccines. There was a lot there. What was the most... It all sounds pretty disturbing. What was the most disturbing... You know, if you had to pick out a subject, and what disturbed you the most? Well, we're obviously a sex worker rights organisation, mm, so I'm gonna, I'd like to read you a quote yep. from Moira Deeming, and this, as a sex worker, really disturbs me. This is in relation to council um, inspection officers going into brothels. Council officers do, ha do not have any of the required weapons, combat training, psychological training or legislated enforcement powers that would be required to ensure any level of safety in the sex industry at all. Sorry, weapons training, combat, weapons. combat training. So as a sex worker myself and all of our team, we, I mean, this kind of language, it's scary, it's frightening, it's alarming, and it actually almost makes us think that there's some kind of physical threat there. It, it's really appalling it kind of language. Like terrorists. Mm. It it kind of does, and it's um, it's not well thought through policy. Can I suggest? So, in the last minute or two we've got left, um, what has been the feedback that you've got generally about these emails? Um, because you've got you know you've you've got them under freedom of information. Has Moira made a comment? Uh, breaking news, Maca, Moira doesn't talk to us. 
Oh, surely not. <laughs> There's a surprise, man. Hey. Surely okay. not. And that's okay. Um, so the feedback has been from our supporters, absolute outrage and, and appalling outrage, as you as you would expect, on you know the abortion issue, trans, sex work, or all the rest of it. The media has really focused on the um, the angle of was was there somebody who bought their way into the Liberal Party pre-selection? There was talk of. Uh, huge donations, and that's something that's being explored. But we've also got a lot of emails from supporters saying we're really grateful that you've put this out there. Yeah. And then we, we, we've got a couple of emails from a church leader who's a Morris fan giving us Bible quotes. Oh, right. Any good ones? Um, I didn't read all 10 pages of the rant. Oh, so, mate, this is this is disturbing. So, we reckon that Mora is just rattling the LGBTI and sex worker cage for and the vaccination cage. Um, yeah, for for political gain. It, it it just sounds like mudslinging for the sake of mudslinging. Look, I can't speak to what her intentions are, but if you look at if you closely monitor her um, conduct over a number of years, she appears to genuinely hold these views to her heart. Mm. She is on a zealous mission. She's on a crusade, mm. and I think she genuinely holds these views. Well, you know, there are people that believe the earth's flat too. Well, <laughs> also, the age quoted, I think, in their speech that she said she was given the uh, opportunity to sit in the upper house by God Himself or their self. Um, what if um, he sit on the pre-selection panel? One, one thing. Sorry, I just want, do they sit on the? Do they sit on this? Yeah, it could be anyone. Um, I just want to say, Matt, thank you for doing the work and actually digging through the um, the process of getting information. Um, what would you say to other activists who want to go through the Freedom Information Act request process to try and unearth other information that might be useful to our communities or indeed the sex work community? FOI is one of the most powerful tools mm. for any activist, including queer activists. I would say focus on state and territory FOI laws. You'll get more luck there. Use the laws. Look at what documents are out there, how you can ask for them. Be patient. Be persistent. Never give, never give up and never trust governments entirely. We need to all hold them to account yeah. and don't assume that they're always telling, telling the truth. Democracy is a participatory sport. Mm. It should be. It should be. Look, thanks, Matt. Where can, are people able to view these emails? Are they posted somewhere? We've published close to 100 of the emails on our website. Which is? Which is sexworklawreformvictoria.org.au. And we also have a Twitter account, yep. which has exploded this week. Yeah, I bet it has. At S-W-L-R-V. Great. Thank you so much. Thank really you. appreciate your time. And thank you for all the great work. Yeah. It, it's, it's like a really difficult process to go I'm through go, and, I'm go and have a read some great, great outcomes there, Matt. Yeah. Thank you very thank much. Thank you very for your much. Time. A pleasure. You are on Sunday Magazine, Joy 94.9. Uh, I've been joined in the studio by our intrepid newsreader, Dave Ellen. Uh, and coming up, uh, James Newbury is going to join us, member for Brighton, but Shadow Minister for Equality. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.